Hello, and welcome to another episode of That Which Does Not Kill Us. I'm your host, Sarah Arnold, and now we're coming back to part four of reflecting on 2023. So, so I left off when I was in the process of disengaging from my partner at the time, and one of the things that had occurred to me in the process, and this even was kind of sitting in the back of my head, towards the end of things, uh, as they were unraveling, if you will, is what is it that I am doing that is contributing to this? Like, how am I contributing to this dynamic? Because I can't help but feel as though, like, I, I have some ownership in this circumstance. Now, what is that exactly? I don't know in this specific circumstance. I know there were a few really small uh, instances in which I didn't feel like I could verbalize, you know, my wants or needs. But I think it was one of those things where that had kind of come up after after the low-key dismissive uh, behavior had started to come up to the surface. But... I mean, either way, like, that's the honest question, like, and that's the fucking hard question to really look at and address is how am I contributing to this dynamic, you know? And then at the same time, like, it's hard to not tie it back into, you know, my marriages and, you know, things to that effect, because like, it, it is a common theme that has come up. Uh, is basically unmasking, you know, um, it's something that came up in both of my divorces is, you know, the person that I didn't know my partner was. And so at the same time, sometimes I'll sit with that and think like, what is it about my energy that, you know, makes these people feel it like feel it like what is it about my energy that makes these people feel as though either a they have to hide who they truly are or b uh, that i'm a target for you know whatever that, I, that i'm an excellent uh receiver or recipient for whatever level or layer of unhealthy and unhinged um uh, behavior you know what I mean like I don't know like that that one you know experiencing that um after my friend had passed away because that was close to the end of our pairing is uh, when my friend that I was involved with earlier in the year had gotten in a motorcycle accident and died and like I just decided, you know what, I need to take some time. Like, I really need to take some time. And so that's kind of what I was doing, you know, from... I can't remember when it was that I uh, broke things off. But it was either late July, early August. You know, some... This is a while. And basically choosing to be uninvolved romantically with anybody until, you know, I chose to put myself back out on the market 
in December when I got here. And yeah, like I'm not mad about taking that time to invest in myself. I got a lot of sewing accomplished. I didn't really do much else, but at the same time, I think doing that within the parameters of my environment inspired me to want to get my own living space because I was very quickly outgrowing my one room and, and storage unit with the amount of things that I had accumulated that I was contemplating, you know, putting up for sale just because I was doing things that I enjoyed and kind of investing in myself in my spare time. And so it's interesting how that came about. And then at the same time, like, so right around the time frame that all that was taking place, because, I mean, things were pretty quiet, I felt like, to some degree or another. Um, from then up until, like, November and so November kind of made everything accelerate because that's you know when I was conducting job interviews and then when I was selected for the job and then packing up to move to move to move to move I don't know if I said that enough times I'm not sure whatever <laughs> so uh, either way that's when the gas pedal was put on was in November on everything and it's funny how this all came about because I had gotten to the point where I really wanted my own space you know um, I was feeling antsy to you know get out on my own again because I don't know like <laughs> I like living alone like I really value and enjoy living alone and I think my appreciation for that is probably one of the reasons why I am in, I guess what I would say, the circumstance that I'm in now in terms of, you know, romantic partnerships or whatever, and why I think I have dated the way that I have for, you know, as long as I had. Um, I think for me, as fucked up as it sounds like there's a certain safety and distance for me you know I and so here I'll tell you a little bit more about my current circumstances um, I put myself out on some random ass dating apps and I've been in communication with four different men and I've gone on dates with three of them two of them I've only gone on one date each with um, the one that I'm still involved with ironically is a polyamorous man who is married where he and his wife date outside of their marriage um, she has a long-term boyfriend that she's been with, I think, for like six years or something to that effect. And, um, yeah, like, he seems to be very nice, um, very accommodating, and 
we seem like we're really hitting it off. And what's, I don't know if I would say funny, interesting to me is that I feel as though I can be okay with this because it gives me the satisfaction of, you know, being involved with somebody that I have a genuine interest in while also maintaining my autonomy and being able to maintain, you know what I mean? Like being able to maintain my environment as is. It's a really fucked up thing to say, but like, I think there's a large part of me that is kind of operating under the mindset. Well, there's no threats of domestication here because you have that experience somewhere else. And so I, I don't have to worry about like that, you know what I mean? Being like a sense of impending doom hanging over my head. Which is funny, not funny, because um, so one of the people that I'm in communication with is uh, somebody that I was involved with last year, and he lives like an hour and a half away from me, and one of the things that led to the end of that is that, um, so in a, obviously if you're, if you're involved with somebody in like a long distance setting, because at that time he was four hours we were four hours from each other. Basically, the whole experience that you're getting when you're, you know what I mean? You're getting the domestic experience when you're around each other. It might be light domestic, but it's still domestic, you know? And it fucking terrified me that I wanted that with this person. Like, to the point, like, to my core and to my soul. Like, it completely fucking terrified me that I wanted this with this person. Especially, you know what I mean? Where I was at and it was, that was a lot to process. Like those were things that I wasn't ready to feel. And there was a lot of other stuff. But either way, like two of these four gentlemen are polyamorous. Um, the other two, um, how would I put this? I would say give me a certain sense of unease and therefore I have not um, I haven't initiated any contact for any second dates um, because of that uh, one of them had something posted on his dating profile about sex positivity and I'd asked about it like what does that mean because like I can assume I know what that means for me, but that doesn't mean that's what that means for you. And you know what I mean? Like, I wanted to, like, let's dive into this. You know, like, it was an honest question where I wanted a fucking answer. And the response that I received was that he wasn't paying that close attention when he was creating his profile. And he must, he must have clicked that on accident. And so, right off the bat, like, to me, the... I, I feel confident that that is a very disingenuous answer and that in and of itself I'm like nope like we can be pen pals but that's about as far as that's going and then um, now with the other gentleman he is 
from this area. He's been here his whole life. Also been married twice. Um, has some kids. But um, there's something that I can't quite put my finger on yet. But there's something in the way that he communicates that makes me feel as though like he has a negative attitude and I can't really elaborate on that further but it's just one of those observations that you make when you're having conversation with somebody that and he also has the tendency to dominate the conversation just enough to notice and for me that's another um that's a red flag because that's something that I've experienced with a lot of different people in a lot of different relationships in my life and that's that's the type of person that I've noticed when I get involved with them I have a tendency to uh, get into enabling and people-pleasing behavior and you know getting enmeshed and like I, I know where that leads basically because of my marriage I know where that leads um, you know because of other involvements with people like I know where that leads and I'm not I'm not okay with that like I'm, I'm not in a place where I'm going to be involved with anybody where I feel as though I'm being dismissed in any way shape or form and so if I'm choosing to put in any FaceTime with somebody um I have to know that they are a safe space for me and I have to walk with confidence in believing that you know this is somebody that values who I am as a person not just how I'm making them feel which I think is another you know thing that I look for I guess for lack of a better term um, based on my previous experiences and yeah like the suitors I guess that I would call them and I don't even know if that's the right word but whatever the suitors that I feel the most safe with or the ones that I do feel safe with are the ones that I am where I'm continuing to feed communications beyond a superficial level, you know, and that's, yeah, that's, you know, I mean, like if, if you're somebody that I can have discussions about life experiences, you know, psychology, um, I don't know, dreams, uh, things that have failed whatever you know what, whatever the thing is if, if I can talk to you about my feelings and feel like that's an okay thing for me to do then cool we can continue like if I don't like then you'll get memes <laughs> like that's all you'll get is memes that make me think of you you know that's assuming I continue to actually engage in conversation at some point or another that could stop because you know it's it's not necessary to continue like it's really not
And so, yeah, that's kind of, all, all of those experiences have kind of led me into where I'm at currently and kind of led me to understand what I can and can't tolerate, um, you know? And I think at the same time, too, I would go so far as to say I, I feel like being up close and in person with the family has also kind of given me a certain, I don't know, I guess I would say perspective of how I developed um, some of the unhealthy coping mechanisms and behavior patterns that I have over the years. You know, like it's given me a really firm grasp on why I have accepted the things that I have accepted over the years and understanding what is not okay and how I proceed with that. Yeah, which I mean, I'm, I feel confident that I've talked about those in previous episodes, you know, like relationship patterns and things and the, like, it's true though, like all, all of these things stem from the fucking family model, like it starts somewhere, it doesn't just fucking start nowhere, it starts somewhere and like I think the biggest challenge for me now is like, well familially, like I love my dad, but I don't think he has anything to offer in terms of communication, you know, um, and that's something that I'm very challenged with right now because I, I feel almost like I need to have some kind of engaging communication with people when when I'm talking to people like I can sit there and be silent with a motherfucker and it'll be cool but if there's actually communication going on like there needs to be something of substance there be it like entertainment or you know something of value like like is it maybe like psychology maybe like beliefs life experiences uh, so again something of substance and I don't know if my father just doesn't have that or if it's like he doesn't have that to give because he has a tendency to dominate conversations like tremendously dominates conversations and then at the same time there's nothing of value 95% of the time there's nothing of value or intrigue coming from the conversation at hand and it's painful you know like it is fucking painful to have the same conversation with somebody for 41 goddamn years like I'm at a point now where like I, I can't fucking do it you know I'm sorry but I can't fucking do it like I can't like I I don't know like like, and I guess if I were to give credit where credit's due, that's an area where at least 50% of the time I can have engaging conversations with my mother. The other 50% of the time, fucking forget it because it's the same, you know, um, surface level bullshit. But, like, 
there's the potential for something there. And I think that might be, you know what I mean, where the biggest difference is in mom and dad for me. But like, I've learned that it's acceptable to, you know what I mean, silence yourself or somebody else because of this. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. And so, I don't know. It's just interesting. It's really interesting to reflect on that whole fucking experience. And then, like, at the same time, like, if I were being really real, like, I, the other thing that I can say on the topic, too, is, like, so I went down to Charleston to be closer to family, right? And for at least a good portion of the time that I was there, like, I was never around my fucking family because I was involved with somebody that, you know, wanted to take up all my time. You know, like, I know there was one point or another, um, he had talked about wanting to move me to fucking Myrtle Beach, you know, and it's weird because I think about that too, like, and I'm like, motherfucker, like, it's one of those things in retrospect, I'm like, it sounded sweet to live, you know, within walking distance of the beach, it did, you know, so I could just, like, work on my sewing projects and shit, but then at the same time, like, in the back of my head, I was thinking, like, are you trying to fucking isolate me? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a certain level of paranoia attached to the back, you know, the thoughts that are coming in the back of my head based on this. Like, are you trying to isolate me from my family? Like, what are you trying to do? Like, are, are you trying to, like, keep me to yourself, like, fucking paranoid, you know? And again, where this stems from is my previous experiences. Because, you know, like, my ex did that, but in a much more subtle context and capacity, you know? Yeah, like basically isolated me from my social life to the point where I pretty much had none outside of my work environment. And I mean that like literally, like I wouldn't see people from work outside of work. I would just see them at work and then go home. And that's what became normal. It's just like my coworkers and my spouse. And you know what I mean? There was no other human engagement beyond that, um, except for the one friend that I, you know, that he wouldn't complain that I was spending time with. And so yeah like again like that like it, that that shit had me scared dude like i'm not gonna lie like that shit had me scared like this motherfucker's trying to take me away from society you know like trying to stick me in a fucking trailer by the beach and keep me to myself like like your goal is to get me fucking barefoot and pregnant and isolated from the world at large fuck that so, yeah, I know, like, it's been an interesting year, you know, like, my final move was nerve-wracking and exciting, and so far I'm gonna say that as much as I hate Indiana, I like where I'm at in the state, and I like my job, like, the job itself, I also like the team that I have that, you know, are that, the people that I'm responsible for, like, I'm enjoying them very thoroughly and so yeah it's been a really interesting year <laughs> really fucking interesting year like I don't know here's to hope in 2024 is calmer and more insightful so on that note I'm gonna go ahead and sign off on this little mini series for real real not for play play and uh, I want to go ahead and thank everybody for tuning in. And as always, be well. <laughs>